Hi, everybody. This is Monica Reinagle, and you're listening to The Nutrition Diva, quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. I've gotten a lot of questions from listeners about fasting. Is it safe? Is it beneficial? How long should one fast and how often? Well, as it happens, we're right in the middle of Ramadan, a religious festival during which many Muslims fast from sunup to sundown every day for 30 days. And in just a couple of weeks, observant Jews will be fasting in observation of Yom Kippur. So it seems like a great time to answer your questions about fasting. Mignon Fogarty here, Grammar Girl. Before you dig into this episode, I'd like to tell you about a fantastic ebook the Quick and Dirty team just released, Tips for Life After College. It's packed with practical advice for the recent or soon-to-be grads you know, or anyone who wants manageable but essential advice for getting a new life off to a great start. I'm excited to be one of the book's contributing authors. I hope you'll take a moment to read a free excerpt now. Just visit quickanddirtytips.com and click the bookstore link in the upper right-hand corner. People have fasted as a spiritual practice since ancient times. Today, there are a lot of people claiming that fasting also has a lot of health benefits. And in fact, research showed that short fasts, lasting anywhere from 20 to 36 hours, can in fact reduce some risks for heart disease and diabetes, maybe even cancer. As I explained in episodes number 31 and 32, going without food for several hours does not cause your metabolism to slow down, nor does it wreak havoc with your blood sugar. Short fasts actually improve insulin sensitivity, and this is a pretty big deal. When your cells are sensitive to the effects of insulin, they do a much better job modulating your blood sugar levels after meals, and this makes life a lot easier for your poor old pancreas. Loss of insulin sensitivity is a risk factor for both heart disease and diabetes. Short fasts also reduce oxidative stress and inflammation in cells. Many theorize that this helps prevent and repair DNA damage that could otherwise develop into cancer. There's even some research suggesting that fasting slows the little clocks that tick inside our mitochondria and trigger senescence or aging. In other words, fasting might help us live longer by keeping our organs youthful. I want to emphasize that this is all still very much in the theoretical and experimental phase, but there are a lot of people who have embraced intermittent fasting as an anti-aging strategy. Some of them fast one day a week or one weekend a month. Others fast every other day. If you're curious about how this works, I've put a link in the show notes to an interesting blog about one man's experience with several different varieties of intermittent fasting. Interestingly, you can get the metabolic benefits of fasting even if you make up for the lost calories by eating more when you're not fasting. It doesn't seem to be as much about eating less as much as it's about going longer between meals. Intermittent fasting doesn't necessarily lead to weight loss, but it often does. Research shows that when people skip a meal or they stop eating for an entire day, they will tend to eat more at the next meal. But even if they allow themselves to eat as much as they want, they don't quite make up for the calories they missed. Now, I know this flies in the face of everything you've heard, but skipping meals can actually be an effective weight loss strategy. I'll post a link in the show notes to a summary of some research on this, as well as a link to an article that I wrote on the pros and cons of fasting as a weight control strategy. Fasting isn't for everyone. Some people describe feeling euphoric and energized when they fast, but others feel cranky and sick. And if you're pregnant, diabetic, severely underweight, recuperating from surgery, or have a serious medical condition, you really shouldn't fast without close medical supervision. In fact, those with medical conditions are often exempted from religious fasting obligations. 
If none of that applies to you and you think you'd like to try an occasional fast, here are some guidelines on how to do it safely. One, keep it short. You don't have to fast for days at a time to get the metabolic or the weight loss benefits of fasting. As some of the studies that I've posted demonstrate, skipping a meal every other day is enough to produce modest weight loss. Fasting for as little as 20 hours at a time is enough to improve insulin sensitivity and other metabolic functions. I don't recommend going for longer than 36 hours without food. Two, stay hydrated. Those fasting for Ramadan and Yom Kippur usually go without water throughout their fasts. Although no lasting harm appears to come from it, they do often end up somewhat dehydrated. That's why Ramadan feasts traditionally begin with fruit, soups, and other hydrating foods. But if you're not fasting for religious reasons, by all means, drink plenty of water during your fast. Three, forgo vigorous exercise while fasting. A brisk walk is fine or anything you feel up for, but it's not a good idea to run a marathon or swim the English Channel on a day when you're not eating as much as usual. Four, don't operate any heavy machinery, such as automobiles, until you know how you feel while you're fasting. In Muslim countries, car accidents tend to go up during Ramadan. Then again, that may not all be due to the fasting. A good bit of it may be due to sleep deprivation. Families and friends often gather in the evenings to break the fast and then visit until the wee hours, and then get up early for another meal before the fast begins again. 5. Optimize your nutrition. When you're not fasting, be sure to eat wholesome, nutritious foods. If you're going to eat less, the nutritional quality of what you do eat becomes that much more important. Fasting for a day and then pigging out on junk food the next day is not a way to move your health agenda forward. And finally, don't go too low. If your weight starts to dip below your healthy weight range, you're fasting too often and you could be at risk of nutritional deficiencies. Not sure what your healthy weight range is? I'll put a link in the show notes to a calculator. So for many people, weight loss is a welcome benefit of intermittent or modified fasting. But Faraz wrote to ask if I had any tips that could help him maintain his weight during his month of Ramadan fasting. If you want to avoid losing weight, Faraz, you'll need to try to eat a normal day's worth of calories between sundown and sunrise. If you're also trying to grab a few hours of sleep in there, that may be easier said than done. When you break your fast in the evenings, choose foods that are nutritious but calorie-dense, such as nuts, avocados, cheese, meat, and so on. Salads, fruits, and juices are really nutritious and they can help replenish lost fluids, but they can fill you up without providing a whole lot of calories. In the morning, make sure to be up early enough to grab a good-sized meal and lots of water before your fast begins. Even if you do lose a little weight, choosing nutritious, calorie-dense foods can help you normalize your weight more quickly when you return to your normal eating schedule. This is Monica Reinagel, the Nutrition Diva, reminding you that these tips are provided for your information but are not intended as medical advice. Everyone's different, so please work with your health professional to determine what's right for you. Visit nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com for a transcript of today's episode, along with links to all of the research and resources I mentioned. And visit gotomypc.com slash podcast for a free 30-day trial. Have a great day and eat something good for me.